Hello, and welcome in to another edition of the Fantasy Football Pod. We're coming at you with our season-long best bets here today. Uh, this is the first edition of the Best Bets Pod, coming out every Saturday, every uh, week of the NFL year. So this is the first of 19. Had a very successful run last year. We'll be keeping track of our stats as we go. So we'll uh, have those for you when we have uh, stats to give. Uh, but Cody, how do you feel about your best bets uh, for the season-long portion of this podcast? Uh, I think uh, I think they're looking pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. For one, I just want to say I am glad to be talking about betting uh, football again. As I've said, stated in the the start of a couple podcasts, it's just so good to be back in this time of year. Um, yeah, the, I'm. I love some of these uh, futures that both of us have here on the board. And then, uh, yeah, obviously every Saturday from this point on out, we'll have three best bets apiece, either going over under on the game total or on the spread. So make sure that's no shit. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so that way you do not miss anything. Uh, but Nick, I know it's late here on a Wednesday. We had to get these two episodes recorded because I will be out of town in Colorado this weekend. Do you want to go ahead and jump into your first over? Oh, we're changing it. Yeah. Live on the show. Yeah, here. yeah. I'm getting a little alteration going here because I didn't want us to have the same one. So um, I actually I like this one quite a bit. So I'm going to go with my two uh, over. That, uh, that we have here. So each of us have two over totals that we like, two under totals that we like. Then we each have two player props, uh, season-long player props that we like. And then we have two awards, uh, award voting props that we like as well. So we will go section by section here. We'll start off with the wins uh, on the overside because we are uh, you know, a positive show here at the Fantasy Football Network. But I'm going to start off with the Jags. Over 10.5 wins, you get a little juice here at plus 130. Uh, if you listen to the NFL predictions episode, I kind of laid this out. I think they have a pretty easy schedule. I think they'll be able to pad uh, their win total with uh, four or five at least uh, wins in their division between the Titans, Texans, and Colts. Uh, and you get a little bit of juice here. So I don't think it's asking them a lot to get to 11 wins. They were at nine last year. Between the, uh, you know, the the improvement from the team this offseason and the step back that the division has taken as a whole, in my opinion, I think that they can uh, find a couple extra wins and get themselves up to 11. And uh, again, you're getting plus 130 on this one. So uh, it's, you know, not Vegas does not find this to be a 50 50 proposition. My other over total that I like is Washington. The commanders, they are over six and a half at plus 100, even money. Not asking them a lot to get to 7-10. and 10. Their schedule is pretty tough, but they have a really good defense. And uh, for the same reason I picked them to finish as the 7 seed in the NFC is the same reason I'll pick them here. I think that this can easily be an 8-9, eight, 9-8 eight, type of team with a you know solid to maybe not spectacular offense and a good defense. That should be enough to get to at least 7 wins. Yep, absolutely. Uh, whenever you shout out the text and said, let's do some some over-under win totals, the first one I went to go check was the Washington Commanders because I do think that they can get to seven wins pretty easily looking yeah, at their schedule. I was surprised and that's then, even money. Uh, that, that seems like a good, uh, good well, value. Yeah, absolutely. And then on the Jags, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. If they hit over 10.5 wins, I'm going to be a, uh, a pretty big Jags fan this year, so – It'll be it'll be a good time. Do like to ban um, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's the brand. That's my brand. 
Live and die by it. Um, <laughs> all righty. We got we got the Giants over seven and a half is my first favorite over. It's a little you got to lay a little bit. It's minus one hundred four. I didn't uh, necessarily go out on the limb with much of these over under picks. Um, I will say I'm not probably that I'm not patient enough to bet a lot of futures. I don't really like waiting for you know honestly I probably wouldn't bet a lot of these over unders unless I put it in like a three leg parlay or something because I don't want to wait seven months for a minus one oh four bet to cash. But I still think that it yeah. So on these I'm a little shaky and that's probably why I don't really take look at the ones with the best value. But I got the Giants again minus one oh four so not too far too far off but over seven and a half wins. They got there last year. I think that they you know should be better with another year under Brian Dayball. They didn't really lose that many or any offensive pieces that were, you know, a major part of that team. You add Darren Waller, if he stays healthy, he could obviously be something special for the offense. Um, really, I just – if their defense kind of stays pat to where it was last year, I think they can easily get to eight wins. And they may be one of those teams in the NFC that are competing for that seventh wild card, competing for 9-10. And I can see that happening pretty easily. I think if they go under seven and a half wins this year – it's going to be a pretty big letdown there for the New York Giants, especially coming off of what Dayball did in his first season. And then my second over, I have the Dolphins over eight and a half. Is this the one that I stole from you? It is. Did you have this one in the doc? I did, yes. My bad. I would not have put that down there if I would have noticed that. But we've already talked a bunch about the Dolphins on our prediction show, so definitely go back and listen to that if you have not already. But they're a really good team. If Tua stays healthy for – even 75% of the season, I think they're smashing that over. Their defense isn't great, but it's it's good enough to to get wins when your offense is capable of putting up 30 points on a given week. So I like the Dolphins over quite a bit. I know Nick was on it, obviously, as well. Again, my bad there. But minus 110, I think that's that one's probably one of my favorite ones on my board in general. Yeah, I, I pressed it up to 9.5 and, and got myself a little plus money on it. So I obviously like it at 8.5 as well. Minus 110, not a ton of juice there that you're laying. So uh, I'm totally fine with that. The Giants one, I'm a little bit more skeptical of just because uh, I – don't love the the Daniel Jones factor, and I think their schedule, even more so than the Commanders, is a really tough one. Uh, but you know, I, I don't think it's a ton to ask them to get to eight wins. So at, at basically even money, not a horrible bet to make uh, at seven and a half. They did look very good this preseason as well. Uh, so we're going to go on the negative side here. I'm going to start with my Colts under six and a half at plus one hundred. I'm very surprised to see this still at even money. Uh, seven wins for this Colts team seems like a lot. This is one of the bottom five rosters in the NFL, in my opinion. Going to be some growing pains here with Anthony Richardson, most likely, with a poor group of skill position players. Who knows when Jonathan Taylor comes back? He's a big factor on that offense, obviously. And the defense is uh, you know, just okay. I don't think it's going to be good enough to to carry them to you know, four, five, six wins throughout this year. So I think I am very comfortable with them finishing, you know, six and 11, five and 12, even in a relatively weak division. Uh, I just, I just don't know if I see them getting there unless Jonathan Taylor comes back week five and he is fully healthy and plays, you know, the full year after that, that would scare me a little bit, but I, I feel like that is unlikely at this point. Yep. I I agree with and you. Then, uh, I, I like your Colts pick. Oh, sorry. Yes. I, I lost they my train of thought. Yeah. Off there. No, yeah, my, uh, my second under is going to be the 49ers under 10 and a half. This one's tough. You actually get plus money here, plus 125. 
again, a 10.5 is a pretty high number to be getting plus money on the underside of, especially because the 49ers, again, play uh, not in a tough and uh, super tough division, but the Seahawks are there. They have uh, a relatively tough schedule because they'll be playing the first place schedule from last year. I have some questions about their offensive line this year. I am not a huge Brock Purdy guy. I think an injury, too, to that defense could spell a lot of trouble for them. And, again, I don't think it's a ton to ask uh, for them to finish at 10-7 and or even 9-8. and uh, This roster is really good, but 11 wins is a lot of wins for an NFL team that has a below-average quarterback. So I could easily see them finishing under that, and you're getting plus 125 on it. Yep, I, I I would say if you want some juice, that's a good bet to have some juice on. I I would not have the stones to place that bet. I see the 49ers being much better, you know, pushing a 12, 13 I have some questions. If, you know, made, yeah, which I don't blame you. I, you know, obviously Mike McGlinchey is now with the Broncos, so we'll see how their offensive line is this year. Um, obviously they've had just a bunch of injuries in general over the past couple of years. Yeah. It's been kind of just a running thing with the 49ers. So there's a lot of things that, again, at plus money that can push you to that under pretty quickly. I just, I think their season goes a little differently. Um, but an under 10, I mean, 10 and seven is not, not even a bad, you know, your team finishes 10 and seven, you're the six seed. Like it's not that bad of a season, which I think is where you had them finishing in the predictions episode. So that's a good correlation there. And then the Colts at plus money under seven wins. Take that all day. I, I would jump all over that. Yeah. Um, my two unders here, honestly, again, not the greatest of values, but I think both these are pretty much slam dunks as we sit here tonight, both from the N- NFC West. We got the Cardinals under four and a half wins. It's at minus 142. I guess this gets a little bit difficult. Hopefully they just split their split the, their games against each other that's, and it doesn't give one of them an extra funny. win. That's exactly what I was going to say. Then my other one would be Rams under 6.5 at minus 134. I just see both these, frame, both these teams just going down the drain. If anything, I could see the Rams beating up on the Cardinals twice and uh, still getting under 6.5 wins total. So I just – the Rams just give me nothing inspiring. So I can see, like I said, I can just see their, their season going down the drain super quick. And I think the Cardinals season is down the drain before it even starts. I mean, <laughs> well if, you, if you tell me the Cardinals end up with more than five wins, I feel like their organization is going to be upset because they really look like they're, they're really taking their shot at Caleb Williams. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Cardinals one at four and a half. Uh, it's down to three and a half on a lot of books. You have it at minus 142. So I think you might have to push it to three and a half to get, you know, even money. So that would scare me a little bit because it is just, you know, you, sometimes NFL teams luck into wins and, you know, asking a team to go three and 14 is, uh, it's a tall task even for a really bad team such as this. But uh, I like it at four and a half and then the Rams at six and a half. I think the only problem I have with it is taking both of them, like you said, because one of these two teams is going to win their matchup. So worse, so best case scenario, they're one and one. But yeah, I, I could easily see both these teams being really, really bad this year. They have bottom three rosters, in my opinion. So I have uh, I have no problem with it uh, individually. And my uh, my player props this year, I have a couple here that are a little bit off the board. I have Ryan Tannehill. Over 19 and a half touchdowns. You're getting plus money on this as well, plus 120. This one's real simple. He had 13 last year in, uh, you know, I think it was only 11 games. He was in and out of action. He had that ankle problem. Uh, and just as a whole, the Titans offense was not operating uh, at, you know, at their the hype they've had the past couple of years. But in Ryan Tannehill's 
first three seasons with the Titans. He had 22, 33, and 21 touchdowns. So I think that's not a ton to ask him to get to 20, and you're getting plus money on it. He has DeAndre Hopkins in the building now. Um, you know, that's just over one a game. If he stays healthy, I think 20 is pretty much a lock. Uh, but just him staying on the field for at least 15 games, I think, is the uh, the biggest hurdle with this over. And then my second over is Jahan Dotson, over four and a half touchdowns at plus 100. Uh, he's been getting a lot of buzz throughout the offseason. Love him in fantasy this year. He had seven touchdowns last year as a rookie in limited action. Uh, asking him to get to five uh, on this commander's team with a young quarterback in Sam Howell that we like quite a bit, uh, you know, I think is not a ton. So especially because he'll start the year as the only guy there with Terry McLaurin presumably missing a couple games. Hopefully you get, you know, up to two or three by week three, and this bet is pretty much in the bag at that point. Plus 100 on that one. Cody, I think you're muted. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing you said to end yours there. Whenever, uh, with McLaurin missing the first couple of games, Jahan Dotson's probably going to have a couple just to start out the yep. season. So it's Arizona. over four and a half, I think, is extremely low for him. I think they should be just based on not even the McLaurin injury, but just what we saw from him last year. I mean, five, you know, six and a half almost, where I would have expected his over-under to be. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I agree with you. I think also what really helps that bet um, at those odds is Malik Willis is going to beat Will Levis out for the backup job uh, down there in Tennessee, it seems like. So with that being the case, I don't think Malik Willis is challenging Ryan Tannehill for the starting position. As long as Tennessee isn't just having a dumpster fire of the season, Ryan Tannehill stays healthy. He's going to be playing every game. Like you said, that's one one point one per game basically actually less than that so yeah. yeah that's that's a good bet again at plus money i love that one uh mine are going to be two overs one rushing one receiving my rushing over is going to be josh jacobs His over under is right at 1025.5 yards on the season uh for me this one's a pretty easy over you get it at minus 112 He's done it three out of four years in his career. The only year he didn't do it was in 2021, where he had kind of what you would consider his down year of his career. I think he is going to be, you know, basically the focal point of that offense right there with Devontae Adams. Um, and I think he I think he smashed this one. I mean, we're looking at a guy that got 1,653 rushing yards last season. So with that being the case, this just sitting over 1,000, I think, I think Jacobs gets there all day. And then my second one is a guy that I am extremely high on that uh, unfortunately got sniped from me in my draft tonight. He almost made it back around to the – I had the second pick, and he almost made it back to the 2-3 turn, and he got sniped the pick before me. But that's Amon Ross St. Brown. His over-under for receiving yards is 1,050. Actually very surprised to see his receiving over higher than Josh Jacobs rushing. That made me feel even better about my Jacobs pick. But this one's also minus 112. Uh, again, this is just a player I'm extremely high on. He hit this. Oh, he would have hit this over last year when he had over 1,100. I think he has an even better season this year. You know, he's probably going to be a guy competing for top five fantasy wide receivers if everything goes well in Detroit. Again, a minus 112. I know it's not the juiciest of odds, but I I would bet a good amount of money on St. Brown hitting that over as long as he stays healthy. 
Yeah, St. Brown over-under, I think, is uh, pretty solid. That's a little lower than I would have expected it. I probably would have guessed it would have been around 1,100. So to get it at 1050, I think, is solid odds. The uh, the Josh Jacobs line, a little scary betting on overs for season-long totals for running backs. Uh, I will say just because that position gets injured quite a bit. But at 1,025.5, you probably are baking in a couple injuries or a couple, a couple games missed with that total. I think he was around, what was he, at 1,500 last year? If he plays 14 out of 17 games, he should get to 1,025 pretty easily. So I think sure. uh, this line is probably still worth it, even considering the uh, the running back injury concern there. So I, I like that one uh, quite a bit. Absolutely. All right, let's get into the last two here. I'm going to throw it to you for your awards because I really like your Offensive Player of the Year one, uh, and I want you to talk about how that one's going to come true, please. For sure. Absolutely. Let's jump into that one first. We got Justin Fields, Offensive Player of the Year, plus 2,800. Uh, I actually didn't look up what his MVP odds were. I just don't think the Bears are going to be good enough for him to win the MVP this season, so I feel like betting on him to do so is... Smart. Yeah, I wouldn't That's call smart. it a waste of money because you never know what happens. But I would not. I would not bet on him to win the MVP award. But basically, who is the second best offensive player is who wins offensive player of the year. A lot of times. It usually always goes to someone who's kind of just stand out. You know, some it usually tries to go to receivers or running backs if one of them has an outlier year like Cooper Cup a couple of years ago. Uh, did Justin Jefferson win offensive player I mean, of the year I think last it was season? Jefferson. But That's right. But when there's a an elite quarterback that you know maybe just his team isn't good enough to win MVP, but he just shows out for the season, that is an easy offensive player of the year candidate. I think Justin Fields fits that mold perfectly. Plus twenty eight hundred is really what drew me to this bet. But um, yeah, again, I think he's going to be phenomenal. I just think the Bears as a to- as a whole is just going to be a little bit too bad for him to win the MVP. So offensive player of the year is where I feel like he has better value. Yeah, I uh, I think I agree. I think his, his MVP is plus 2,000, so you're getting a little better value, and it might be a little more likely for the reasons you laid out. If the team is, you know, 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, they're not quite in the playoffs, it's going to be tough for him to win that MVP. So, uh, you know, taking him at the Offensive Player of the Year, and, you know, hopefully he if, – if he goes for 1,500 rushing yards as a quarterback, I could easily see him winning that award. So it's it's a good bet. 100%. And then I forgot to dig over my uh, coach of the year. Good old Mike McDaniel from the Miami Dolphins at plus 2,000. I think if they can get up into the uh, top, you know, top three in the AFC, win the AFC East, you know, if he can make Tua look like a high level quarterback and keep him healthy and his offense looks good, I think he is just the perfect candidate for an award like this. Um, I will say I do love the guy that you have here. He probably is. He's right at the same odds, so I will probably would put him right up there with Mike McDaniel as one of my favorites to win it. But since you already had him, I didn't want to snipe you twice. I yeah. Guess, um, subconsciously. So. Uh, yeah, I, I considered McDaniel for my spot as well because, again, yeah, like you said, he's at the exact same odds as Doug Peterson on the other side of the state. Uh, I think for a lot of the same reasons, it makes sense. I think the only reason I'd shade towards Peterson is because I think the Jaguars will have uh, some easier wins in the bank from their division. So, uh, you know, if this, if both of these teams have breakout years and the Jaguars are 12 and five and the Dolphins are 11 and six, I think that could end up being the tiebreaker in this situation. So I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and take Doug Peterson a plus 2000. Again, a guy that's never won it, a guy that's won a Super Bowl, 
we went over this last year when we did this same episode. Those are a lot of things you look for. Uh, you want coach of the year candidates that have never won it before because it very rarely goes to somebody twice. And uh, again, you want guys with a little bit of pedigree because there is that sense of, you know, we want to get somebody that has put in his dues with, uh, you know, want to get him that award. So a lot of times that's how it works. So uh, I think both of those guys are decent picks at those odds. My second award selection is Nick Bosa for defensive player of the year plus 1200. This would be a repeat. He did win it last year with 18 and a half sacks, but I think uh, there's a very good chance if he stays healthy that he's going to break the sack record this year. And if he does that, it's basically automatic. So I, he will win the Defensive Player of the Year award if he breaks the sack record. He had 15 two years ago, or 15 and a half two years ago. He had 18 and a half last year. Uh, he's only, I believe the sack record's 22. So he only needs to pad on a couple more there. Gets the 17th game as well uh, that he did not play in last year. So I think uh, Nick Bosa will be at least close to breaking that sack record this year. And he'll bring home his second straight Defensive Player of the Year award, plus 1,200 for that. Yep, absolutely. I think Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year. We were going over the odds for some of the other guys, uh, JJ or not TJ Watt, um, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett. Thank you, and then as well, uh, Michael Parsons being the favorite for the award. All of them are kind of steep because, again, any kind of season long bet is a little bit risky just when you factor in injury risk in the NFL and everything. So Nick Bosa at plus twelve hundred. I don't know if they're baking in him potentially holding out over his contract situation guess, to that yeah. a little bit. Maybe the repeat winner. Maybe they don't give it out as a I, repeat very often. I think that's the reason Or right something there. like that. But, yeah, he can 100% break the sack record, especially on a 49ers defense that has a couple other good pass rushers next to him. So, yeah, I, at the value you're getting, uh, I love Nick Bosa. And I already said my part about Doug Peterson, so – as the uh, as the resident Jags fan, that would be pretty sweet if they have a good enough season to to make him coach of the year. But I see you got an honorable mention here. Is this MVP or is this another? Yeah, I just wanted to year? throw in an MVP because I feel like that's just kind of the award everybody gravitates towards. So I wanted to have a pick off off of the MVP board. We talked about it on the NFL predictions episode. I think if I was actually going straight value, I'd go with Mahomes at plus six hundred. Uh, because again, I think if he, um, you know, it's going to be, if he is even with somebody statistically and he's not, his team isn't head and shoulders better than everyone else, that other guy's going to win because that's just kind of how these awards sort of roll. I'm not going to just give it to the same guy every year unless they have, you know, no choice other than to do that. But uh, I think Mahomes, again, he has just such a high floor that if a couple of these other top quarterbacks get dinged up, miss a game or two, or just don't have the statistical years that they are capable of, Mahomes is just going to have 40 touchdowns or close to it. So I think his his odds at plus uh, 600 are probably the best on the board. But I like Tua as a long shot. Uh, he's 22-1 to 1 for the reasons we laid out before with Miami. I think the team is really good. They have some great wide receivers. His I think he could easily push for 5,000-plus yards and really kind of wow you with the stats. So uh, I like Tua 22-1 to 1 if the Dolphins end up you know, the two or three seed in the AFC, I think he'll have a, a good shot. Yep, 100%. I think two is a solid pick there. If he stays, if he would have stayed healthy last year, he would have been sneakily in. He would have been a dark horse. the MVP. Yeah, but he would have been, he would have been in the dark horse conversation for guys who, if they finished strong, could have gotten into the conversation. Yep. So, yeah, I, I like that pick with, for two quite a bit. But that is going to wrap up our 
season-long best bets episode. Again, you'll have a best bets episode from here on out through the rest of the season every Saturday morning. That way you can listen to it while you're running your Saturday errands, maybe getting some Sunday morning, you know, pre-football breakfast or something like that. Plenty of plenty of time over the weekend to listen to the Fancy C podcast. So let us know what you think. What are some of your favorite over-unders? Tell us know in the DMs on social media, all that good stuff. Make sure you're subscribed. Nick, any last comments for the people? Are you ready to get out of here? Good luck, guys. Uh, place your bets now if you want to you know, get your get your action on the season-long stuff. But we'll be here for you every week on Saturday for uh, your daily betting needs. I love it. All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace. Talk to y'all soon. All right. Good stuff, dude.